When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hey, it's the final exam. Hey, good morning, everybody. No. Hey, welcome to the Keishi Tapes podcast. I'm John Hewitt, right along one. with Favaz. <laughs> My brain had to go through the files of all the different shows that I do, and uh, finally I got the right you, you one. You left out the classic show. <laughs> What oh. do you say first uh, in the classic show? Hey, good, good morning. morning. Welcome to the Casey Classic <laughs> Show. Yes. All right, now we did it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Anyway, um, so today's interview is one with uh, Mike Levine of the band Triumph. They're a Canadian band, and boy, they had a nice run there in the 70s and, and early to mid-80s. And uh, you and I interviewed Mike Levine together. We did, and uh, he's a great guy. He he. We would wear a... Uh, a hockey jersey in every city that he would go to because, mm-hmm. you know, they would give them to them. You know, I guess being Canadian, they assume that mm-hmm. they liked hockey, and he does. Yeah. And uh, there are many pictures of Mike Levine uh, with the St. Louis Blues jersey on. So, yeah. um, you know, he's a great bass player, and uh, he's a really cool guy. Have we ever done the interview for this podcast that I did with Rick Emmett of Triumph? Um, we did Rick Emmett. I think once. Hmm. I, I, I don't remember yeah. if it was the one that you did or not. But Yeah, because he's, he's really a fun guy to interview. And, he is. Yeah, big hockey fan, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was the lead singer of the, of the group, and they were just a threesome. Yep. And, man, they put out a lot of great music. And a lot of their songs were very uplifting, you know. Very much so. Yeah, Fight, uh, fight the Good Fight and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what were some of the others? Uh, Magic Power. Magic Power, yes. Uh, laying it on the line. Uh, a lot of Mercasey hey, classics. You know, and Gil Moore was a good vocalist too. Yeah, and yeah, he could he, sing. he's the only one that we haven't talked to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so. I don't think he does anything anymore. Drum. I think he was sick. I, he looks well. I mean, they're they're older now, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he looks a little thinner. But yeah, he's still a great singer. Okay, let's get to the interview again. This was done uh, June of 2021, I believe. Yes, it was. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Hey. Hi, it's Favaz and John Hewlett, you man from Casey Radio in St. Louis. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. And you guys know how much I love Casey. Well, we'll oh, get to- right away. Right and away. Rick Emmett yeah. was the same way, man. They just remember how important the station was to their early days of uh, you know trying to make it in the music I, business. Yeah, and I don't re- remember what Mike Levine says here. It's uh, it's good to see. Oh, it's good to have you back doing in some interviews. You know, the last time that we talked to a member of Triumph, we talked to Rick Emmett a few months ago, and um, it's just it- oh, that bastard! I hate him. Tell him I'll never <laughs> want to see him again, and quit. Uh, make sure I get my paychecks that come in for our copyrights. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> it's just nice that uh, you're doing some of these too. That's mm-hmm. uh. I'm, I'm glad for the opportunity. It, 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 he said nothing about Rick. Just a minute. I think they have kind of a, a rough relationship, don't uh, they? No, no, I've never heard that. Oh, maybe no. it was Gil Moore in them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Takes me out of, um, out of no, no contact COVID, you know? Ah, yeah. true. Now, Rick, um, or Mike. how much do you hate? No, no, just, I said Rick. <laughs> 
doesn't help when you call the interviewer by the name <laughs> of the person that you're talking about. Mike, I'm sorry. You guys are doing a special deal here for Record Store Day 2021. Tell us about it. Yeah, so, you know, Record Store Day is... Um, it's a fr- yeah, uh, Favaz, yeah, you're right. I uh, yeah. <coughs> well, called me you. Those that don't know is uh, basically a celebration of independent record stores that, uh, thank God, they're still in, a, in business. And I didn't really know much about Record Store Day until last year when they asked us to be ambassadors for Canada. Kind of sounds like he's talking like this. Uh, kind of. uh, <clears throat> um, uh, sure, yeah. And uh, there's like hundreds of stores out there, or maybe thousands, so, you know, basically worldwide. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but it's a deal. People make special products for it like we did, and uh, it's, it's really a cool event as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, the 40th anniversary of Allied Forces, you're going to come out with uh, uh, a new version of that. I mean, that record in and of itself, uh, as far as a Triumph record goes, is, do you think it's the best one? Um, uh, well, let's put it this way. It's, it's the best seller. Yeah. Um, I always, you know, my opinion was, you know, okay, we finished an album. That's the best record that I've, that, 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 that uh, we've done. Finish another album. Oh, that's the best album we've done. So I always look at each one as being the best during its time. But if you look at the history of the of albums, Triumph albums, um, and I had to, you know, there was a gun to my head, and I used that figuratively. Um, and I had to pick. I pick Allied Forces. Yeah, but Just a Game is the one that really broke you in the United States, right? That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great album too, man. There's, yeah. At least four Casey classics. We still play off that album. Yep, yeah, it's, uh, that, that album did very well as well. You know, people tend to ignore that. They think, "Oh, Allied Forces was the biggie." Well, just the game was a biggie too. It was. Know? So it's uh, it's good you guys recognize that. And actually, you guys, uh, Casey was uh, early adopter of Triumph in America. You know, and we always you know soft spot in our hearts for for, for that station, your station. We're talking to Mike Levine, the bass player of Triumph. Let's talk more about Casey and St. Louis and, and your memories. One of the things, uh, Mike, that constantly gets posted of you is a picture of you wearing a St. Louis Blues jersey. While uh-huh. on stage, I'm assuming you were in St. Louis uh, playing bass. Do you remember any of that at all? Sure. Um, we, I used to wear hockey jerseys. If we were playing an NHL hockey rink, yeah. Um, uh, the, 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 the team or the, the building itself would always leave a, a jersey for me to wear in the, in the dressing room. So, you know, there's no better way to endure, your, <laughs> endure yourself to uh, a hometown crowd true, than wearing their hockey shirt, right? Yes. <laughs> so, plus it saved me a fortune at stage clothes. I didn't have to buy anything, which was great. <laughs> yeah. But that shirt was my favorite shirt, by the way. I'm not saying that because I'm on the air with you. I miss it. You know, I, I signed it, and we we were doing an event. I signed it. We got a lot of money for it for charity, and yeah. it went bye-bye. And wow. I was crying. It had tears because I really love that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> musicians love that shirt. Ozzy Osbourne. <clears throat> yes. He, he has it. There's a famous picture of him when he had his mug shot for after he uh, urinated mm-hmm. at the Alamo. 
Well, he he was in Memphis, and uh, oh, that's where that yeah, was. Yeah, that that yeah, he he got in trouble in Memphis. But you know who else wore one recently? Was Post Malone, and he had his own name put at the top oh, with uh-huh. number seventy-seven, which oh, was uh-huh. uh, Nico Mikola's number, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so he wore one. Yeah. The only music, and I guess because they are musicians, that's kind of... Well, yeah, and, and it depends on where they play, you know. Yeah, country artists have got them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wherever they're, like yeah. Mike said. The Blue Note. Yes. Yeah, it's it's iconic, man. It's, yeah. one, it's one of the greatest emblems, I think, in sports. I think so, too. Yeah. musician who wore that either, uh, Carlos Santana is... is oh, yeah, Carlos. He wore it. Inside of an album cover. There's yeah, it's on inside of an album cover. Yeah, yeah. Santana wearing one, and then Ozzy Osbourne had it on when he uh, got photographed when he got booked for uh, some something. Something in Memphis. Yeah. He was mu- he, his mugshot. He was wearing a blues jersey. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That'd be Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember some of the venues that you used to play in in St. Louis, Mike? Oh God, yeah. We paid uh, uh, Keel. Yeah. Auditorium. Yeah, I think that's where I saw uh, Triumph. Yeah. The, the first gig we played was in a basement of some building. Basement of some And it was, uh, I, I can't remember whether it was the basement of Keel or huh. wherever. I don't remember. If you can get Irv Zuckerman on the phone, he'll remember. <laughs> Irv Zuckerman. Irv. Well, yeah, good old Irv, man. I, I loved Irv, man. Rich Irv. Yeah, the, he and uh, and Steve Shankman they they ran contemporary productions here in St. Louis back right. in the seventies and eighties and some in the nineties and they're the ones that built the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Yes, they are back then known as Riverport. Yep. They spent the money to put that out there, and then of course they got bought out by Live Nation and they sold out for a lot of money. Irv moved out to California and he's been out there ever yep. since. <clears throat> I can't remember. Uh, and Irv is the guy in, in the live Oreo Speedwagon album. He's introducing Oreo Speedwagon, and his voice cracks. Right. He goes, "Epic recording artist Oreo Speedwagon." Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah, it was a low ceiling, and there was a great crowd. You know, yeah. there's a couple of thousand people there, yeah. but it was you know it blew mm-hmm. off the pipes. And- Mark Close is right out the door there. I wonder if he would know what venue that might be back in the seventies. He's, oh, he's, he's busy on the, on the phone. He's on the phone, acting acting busy. Hey, uh, we're t- we're doing the Casey podcast, Casey tapes, Favaz and I, yeah. and and we're doing an interview that we do with Mike Levine of Triumph. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking about a venue in St. Louis back in the seventies. He said we was in a basement of a building. Then did it ring a bell with you? Low ceiling. Oh, could it be Mississippi oh, Nights could or? no, it could be a duck room. Could be duck room at. Uh, I don't they think just, that was. Uh, room wasn't around. I don't think it was around then. I okay. thought of that. And then but there it, was. There's a place down by St. Louis University called Cicero. There was. It was a pizza joint, and it had real low ceilings. But I don't remember them doing. That would. That that would ultimately become the duck room. But Cicero's used to have bands, and they did have a low ceiling. So. Yeah. Yeah. Back be. then, in that time frame. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. back in the 30s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you can go back to your phone call now. Yeah. 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 Okay, get your phone out of here. All right. All right. See you, bye. Double cheese. Pyro and there smoke was everywhere. It was horrible. Wow, that, that, but, yes, that's funny. And your references. Uh, and Herb Zuckerman. The checker dome. Oh, yeah, the checker dome. Yep. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. referenced Herb Zuckerman, who was the head of contemporary <laughs> productions and booked a lot of those shows back in the day. Mike, you lived part time in right. Jamaica. Yeah, well, they were oh. order there. Yeah. Yeah, you lived part time in Jamaica, a Canadian living in Jamaica. I mean, uh, you know, the, the 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 toll it probably took on your skin was probably just a. <laughs> Horrific. <laughs> no, don't get personal. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, 
Uh, actually, you know, I, I, I stay out of the sun. It's like I'm a shade person. It's just I like the atmosphere there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What could that atmosphere be? Hmm, I wonder. Uh, is it legal in Canada? Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. My wife and I have been going there for our family, going for, you know, as you know, Allied Forces 40 years old. Uh, we've been going to Jamaica for almost 50 years. So. Wow. wow. Congratulations to you two. Hey, you know, Rick told us a very funny story uh, that they were, you guys were playing Keel Auditorium. ACDC was opening up for you guys, and he said that Bon Scott wanted to fight Rick uh, over his uh, girlfriend, who happened to be a groupie, and he just said, hey, why don't you just come here and have a beer with me, old Bon, and we'll talk about it, and everything was fine. Do you, do you kind of yeah. rem- remember that at all, or what? Remember that Bond comes in there dressing room and he's always he's drunker than a skunk, right? He can hardly stand up, and he's bleeding profusely from a cut on his yeah. foot. And, uh, and he's going, "I was rather the guy. I want to punch his lights out." <laughs> 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 we got him to, to, to simmer down, and, and Peter Bench, who was um, uh, went on to manage manage ACDC and Def Leppard and et cetera, et cetera, was their their road manager and I Peter and I were friends so I reached out to Peter I said you come get him out of out of dressing room you know he's driving us crazy he wants, <laughs> all he wants to do is fight <laughs> that's right we're speaking with Mike Levine of Triumph uh, Mike what is it what's the what's the one rock and roll story that you love to tell uh, over and over that we have probably not heard of uh, here in St. Louis oh jeez uh, yeah tough you question dude. Him, you come man. on come on God. <clears throat> Something that just made you laugh. Boy, you're, really te- you're really testing me here. I, okay, so we're playing the, uh, uh, it's, I think it was Texas Jam uh, in Houston and Dallas. Uh, and it was, who was the lineup? Was Sticks was quote unquote the headliner. Uh, Sammy Hager, Ted Nugent, us, and Uriah Heep. That was the package. Mm-hmm. So, uh, playing those buildings, you were using the the press boxes and the the private boxes as dressing rooms for everybody. And traditionally, there's only one or two elevators to go up and down in. So, uh, the the sticks people, you know, reserved one of the elevators for themselves <laughs> and wouldn't allow anybody else to be on the elevator. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, finally, as we played Dallas first, so on, on, uh, when we went to Houston, we sat down with Sammy and, and Ted and said, and said, okay, you know, we got to get even with these guys. So Sammy was on before sticks, right. And so for his encore, he invited Ted and Rick on stage. They did a whole lot of love. The place, you know, there's 80,000 people in the Astrodome and the place goes crazy, right? They're just gone. Totally nuts. You got Ted, Ted ripping and Sammy ripping and Rick ripping and singing. And, uh, it was just nuts. So basically, they walk off stage. Sticks comes out, you know, eventually and, and plays Mr. Roboto. And, and by the time they finish. <laughs> Mr. Roboto of all songs, anyways. Yeah. Not a good follow up to what they just did. Finish the song. They're half the crowd had left. And that night, uh, so, so I'm told, Tommy Shaw quit the band because of that. 
Oh, yeah, that's, wow. That, you know, I mean, we just had Dennis DeYoung on not that long ago, and we had James Young of Sticks on even before that. And so it's just kind of funny that the story that you decide, that, that you shared is one that involves Sticks. It's hilarious. So. <laughs> well, it shows you, you know, you can't fool around with the hard rock guys. Yeah, you know? yeah, you can't. <laughs> and you'd be nice to your brothers under an art. You know, it's just, you know, senseless, stupid headline garbage. Ego, you know? So you ganged up on him, huh? That's yeah. funny. All right, so Mike, yeah, uh, we got him. Yeah. So once again, <laughs> Triumph is the Canadian. Uh, they are the uh, Canadian ambassadors for Record Store Day, uh, June the twelfth, just a couple days away. Uh, the new uh, the box set, if you will, of Allied Forces comes out, and and Mike, it was it was good to have you on Casey, yeah. and uh, good good to have you back. Uh, you're not in St. Louis, but if if you ever would, we would love to have you in for sure. I'll, I'll be there. When I'm in St. Louis, I come for some ribs. <laughs> there you go. Well, there yeah, you go. That's awesome. Yeah, we got some good cue here. All right. So, Mike, thank you very much, and uh, good luck on uh, uh, being the ambassador. I don't think you have to do anything, but uh, Allied Forces is a great song. We're going we're gonna to play, though, I think uh, I want to hear Just a Game. Is that okay with you? That's fine with me. Play what you like, guys. Yeah. That's all good. All right. Here is Just a Game from Triumph. Mike Levine, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Love to St. Louis. All right. That's there it. you go. Yeah. Uh, he was good. Yeah, he was a nice guy. <laughs> Funny story there at the end. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can see Sticks being kind of prima donna-ish back in those days. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, and, and he mentioned Mr. Roboto. You know, James Young and Tommy Shaw now put that song into their set without Dennis DeYoung. Yeah. You know, Dennis was the one that wrote that. And uh, that's the song that everybody wants to hear, and that's the one they do at the end. I know. It's it's crazy. You know, the, the song that I thought was, I hated it. I thought it was just yeah. a stupid kind of joke of a song. Yeah. And that's the one that really, to this day, Sticks fans seem to love more than just about anything else they I put out. So. And, and they put out a lot of good shit. Yeah, they yeah. did. All right. Thanks for uh, being with us here today on the Casey Tapes. I'm John Hewlett. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. And uh, I am Favaz. AMF. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.